What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Chrissy Chaos. We got my eight-year-old daughter off to the side. She's playing on my phone. I told her not to text anybody, but she probably will. And then we have Vito here, Venetia here. My guest, who I'll introduce in a second, brought a guy who I don't know. He's got the number 38 tattooed on his arm. I don't know if that's 38 kills. I have no idea what's going on, but he's just out here. He looks, he looks like that he's strong mentally and physically my guest okay i wanted someone in here i said i need a i need to get some women in here i'm tired of just having gay guys i need a woman an actual real woman who can beat the shit out of me and beat the shit out of you and your father miss heather hardy everyone hi go yankees <laughs> how you feeling i feel good thanks i love it's i was gonna wear the same shirt i'm sure <laughs> heather hardy from garrison beach brooklyn mother Right? Yep. How Beach great rat. is it to be from Brooklyn? The best. It's because, and also, if people don't know, Garrison Beach, that's like, it's like, you know, the Irish Riviera over there, right? It's just all, it's just like, listen, you got like Southie. Everyone's heard of Southie in, in Boston, you know, the departed, all the Boston fucking, you know, like crazy, like white guys. Well, Garrison, that's our Southies, Garrison Beach, Brooklyn. Yeah. That's where Heather's from. Yeah, I should probably shouldn't be too proud to say I'm from there, but. Why not? I'm a beach rat. <laughs> I say, yeah, the beach rat. Hurricane Sandy didn't kill any of you. Uh-uh. No, oh, you're the only neighborhood. <laughs> you, it made your neighborhood look better after the hurricane. You were like, this is a fucking improvement. <laughs> so you just came straight from training. Yeah, right from the gym. Wow. So what time did you wake up this morning? Uh, probably like 7, 7.30. Crawled out of bed, got some coffee, went to the gym, did like two hours. Wow. Ran here, and then I'll go back to sleep. Because you're fighting Serrano. Yep. See, here's the thing why we're conflicted here. Okay, is because I'm white. I'm like you. I'm a white person from Brooklyn. But my daughter, my girlfriend, my whole family, they're Puerto Rican. So we have this inner conflict. Who do I root for? My white side or my Puerto Rican side? I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, we're both Brooklyn girls. So it's, okay. like, it's like we're putting on for the city. It That's makes really it even harder, it though, for me because you're both... Girls from Brooklyn, you're think, you know, I'm I'm white and I love Puerto Rican people. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to. No, I'm going to root, root for you. Well, yeah, 38 is Puerto Rican, too, and he's still rooting for me. So it could be like there a you team go. thing. 38 See? is Puerto yeah. Rican. And that's what he'll be referred to forever is 38. <laughs> 38. And I don't I don't want to know why. I st- I'm 38 years old. So now I'm thinking it's like this is the year he kills me. I don't know. Is he your trainer? He's my boyfriend. Whoa. El novio. How you doing? Port- and you're Puerto Rican. He's Puerto Rican. Yeah, so we got a reverse situation going. <laughs> yeah. I'm the white. You're okay, good. So you train today. You have the big fight against Amanda Sajano. Um, and it's it's a huge fight because it's 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 Jake the, you're on the Jake Paul Nate Diaz card. So a lot of people are gonna watch. Media week is gonna be pretty big, so yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. The fights in Dallas, do you ever get worried that you'll you're gonna get shot like JFK? No. Good. <laughs> I wouldn't either. Every time no. I'm in Dallas, I wear a helmet. <laughs> I didn't even know he got shot there. You didn't know he got shot there? <laughs> yeah. That's Maybe the, now I'll be a little nervous. Yeah, he got shot. Th- he got shot there um, in Dallas. Every time I think of that city, that's what I think about. But um, do you feel... Oh, oh, okay, my daughter's on the phone. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, she's up here. Let me ask you a question. You know how, like, in training camp, they say, like, boxing, they say, like, guys can't really fuck off or anything? Is it the same for women? Um, I consistently say, no, it's not the same for women. It's not. So women, just, you know, women just be so cranky and cranky. stuff. Like I'm bad enough on a diet. You don't want to yeah. take everything. Okay, cool. Me. So like, so, okay, nice. All right. So yeah, because I think about that, you know, cause that would be for me, the hardest part I think of being a training camp. When I was a boxer is it's tough. You know, you got to like relieve yourself that way. You I think can't. Every, every single thing is mental. Like if you mentally think it's going to affect you, it will. Right. And for me, I mentally feel like I need to relax. And that's what, yeah, that's what needs to happen. You don't want me to be any more of a bitch than I already am. No, listen, <laughs> listen, Garriston bitch. Yep. Listen, um, I, yeah, I get it. You people have to be, stay calm. They have to stay calm. And uh, I have my own methods too, you know. I think it honestly, if I was a boxer and you told me I could jerk off, I would just, I would, I would start using butt plugs. Quit. I would, yeah, I would have to do something. I would have to get some type of sense. She's not listening, my kid. And and she, dude, she's so. My kid is so funny. She goes, we were. I took her on the train for the first time, 
today, like the subway. And she goes, Daddy, we're on the subway. And she goes, why are there so many people on the subway? I was like, oh, baby, because it's, it's public. She was like, do they have Catholic trains? <laughs> you know, like a public school, Catholic school thing. I was like, yo, I was Aww. like, your little mind. And then, and then you know what? I'm proud of her. She, was, she brought her scooter and she's, we were literally, as soon as we got off the Staten Island Ferry, she scooted down a hill and she went into a wall and she like fell off the scooter, hysterical crying, my back, my arm. And I was like, baby, you got to get right back up and get back on that scooter. And she limped up to the scooter and she got back on. That's a good See? Lesson. And that's what I was telling her. That's why I was, that's why I wanted to bring her today because she's doing jujitsu and she keeps saying she doesn't want to do jujitsu. And I was like, I need Heather Hardy to get in here <laughs> and convince my daughter to be a fighter just like you, because it, it, it makes, you know, when I watch you, like, you know, I'm like, you know, like how the, all the adversity you have to go through, single mom, all that. I watched your documentary um, about how you wake up at like 4.30 in the morning, two jobs, all these hours. And I was like, I want my daughter to be around, around that. I mean, her mom is, is, is amazing, but like she's not a, a, a fighter, you know? So do you feel like you're inspiring? Do a lot of like girls come up to you now? Like, th thank you for doing what you do, et cetera. Uh, it, it's really like um, humbling because a lot of girls do come from all over the world. They come from Gleason's and they come in and their moms are like pushing them to come talk to me because they're so nervous. You know, they got right. into boxing or kickboxing. I did MMA also. So you tell your daughter there are so many martial arts and so many disciplines that if she doesn't like jujitsu, put her in American wrestling. Let her yeah. try kickboxing. Let her try taekwondo. Yeah. Boxing, I mean, it's the discipline of martial arts that teaches you not only can you be strong, but what you can endure. Yes. Like I am in the ring and I'm not feeling like I'm stronger than this girl. I, like, look at that. I'm looking at this girl like, you you can't break me. I've look been broken that. in the gym. You know, I mean, like, like nobody can break me. What I can endure is more than what you can get. I mean, literally, <laughs> that is, that picture to the left right there, that, I took my kids to Disney last week, that was me. <laughs> is, and, and, yeah. Yeah, and, and that... Literally, so you just, is your nose broken in that picture My on the God. left? My nose um, has never been the same since that fight. I was spitting bones out of my mouth because first I got cut in the MMA fight by an elbow and it opened up my nose and I went in the corner and the ref came over and was like, you all right? I was like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And my nose had a big hole in it. And he was like, one more thing. I'm stopping the fight. I was like, no, no, I'm fine. And then the bitch kicked me right in the nose and it was like I went... <clears throat> And all the bones started to come out. Oh. And I was like, fuck, he's going to stop the fight. And I was like, yeah. trying, trying. And yeah. he was like, mm, yeah. get over there. But like, how do you psych yourself up? Because most people, myself, 99.9% .9 of people would be like, I'll never do that again. I don't want to get hit by another human being. It's going to make me feel worse. And I don't want to do it. But you're that 0.01% that's like, I'm going to. Like you live for that almost, right? Now well, I think like I grew up in a different generation. Like we talk about how tough I am. My daughter's not tough. My right. daughter's a pushover. Yeah. It's like I raised her different than I was raised, so she became different than I was. Like I grew up in Garrettson Beach. I got beat up by my mom, my friends' moms, my old friends' older yeah. brothers and sisters. Like you nobody's safe walking around, you know, like the whole neighborhood is just a bunch of parents working two jobs. And all day and all night, it's just kids running around in the streets, like, taking care of each other. So I got beat up so many times. My mother used to tell me, nobody out there going to fuck you up like I do in here. So right. remember that. And I've had over probably 100 fights in my career. Nobody done walking yeah. to me like my mom. Yeah, now it's how different. Now I have a nut-free household. I don't have peanuts in any jars because my yeah. children are allergic. Yeah, so that's like I don't want to hurt my daughter's feelings. Meanwhile, my mother would come home, turn all her rings around yeah. just to hit you good <laughs> on the lip. You know? Yeah, I know. Well, that because you started boxing later in life. But were you always thinking about doing it? And then you just kind of worked up the courage one day to do it? Like nah, what? I mean, I was I was working like six jobs supporting. It was me and my sister with both of our kids. No child support, no daddies. Yeah, the guys nothing. were gone. And it was just me like the dad and her like the mom. So I was working all these jobs. And she gave me a gift certificate one day to go to like a little martial arts karate school. And I was like dancing and doing the bag. And like after a couple of weeks, one of the girls was like, oh, do you want to have a fight? And I was like, ah, fuck it. You know, like, yeah. I'll try it. And I beat up the girl so bad. I was like, wow, I'm bad at this, but good at this. But maybe right. this is my ticket out of Garrison Beach. This right. is my way out. Right. My way to make money. Right. And um, I just ran after it as fast as I could. Yeah. And so, like, literally that day, you just, you never turned back. You just started, mm -hmm. you were like, I'm on my way to be a professional fighter. Yeah. 
Wow. And you st- are you out of Garrison Beach now? Yes. Yes. I got out. Uh, my daughter was seven. I moved to Dumbo. I became completely house poor, but I thought, you know, like I was living in Garrison Beach. I had to put my kid in private school. I was paying my sister just to take care of her all day. I didn't spend any time with her. And I thought about it. Like if I moved to Dumbo, then I'm right next to Gleason's gym. I could raise my daughter and I could put her in a good private school because that zip code is safe private school. I didn't have to put her in. So it, it all made sense. Instead of paying everything and staying in the beach, I moved her there. Right. And through that, like, I didn't have no money for so many years because I, I was just paying my rent. But my kid was in a good school and art programs. Did all after, like, they didn't have after school activities in Garrison Beach. No. You go to Girl Scouts or you play soccer. Yeah, what are you going to smoke crack on the beach? For real. What the hell are you going to do? Kids run around and get in trouble together. So, yeah. But when I brought her here, and she, I wasn't exposed to boxing until 28. But That's I wanted wild. my daughter to be exposed to everything so that by the time she left my house, she knew what she loved already because she right. tried so much. So she's not a fighter, though, your daughter? No. She doesn't, she's not in the uh, martial arts at all? She's an artist. She She's not impressed by me, yeah. my belts, my yeah. titles, nothing. Does she go to your fight so? Will she be there in Dallas? No. Wow, have, hater. <laughs> I, I have one beautiful picture of her when I won my first title. Yeah. And she ran over to the ring and she was crying and I was hugging her and I'm holding her face and I'm saying, baby, mommy's okay. And she was like, they didn't have the mac and cheese. I want to go home. <laughs> I was like, Honestly, I it's can't. like, I like hearing those stories because sometimes as a parent, you know, you feel like, oh, my kid is the only one acting like this. But it's like exactly what your daughter does is what my daughter does. Yeah, so it's like the like, same. I got to look at her like, you want to square up? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. like, I will take this out of you right now. Yeah, but, yeah. but, you know, I'm not like my mom. Like, I want right. my kid to be soft. And now I'm like, eh. Are you still close to your mom? This- yeah. Okay, that's good. So your mom, mom is very supportive of the career and all that. Yeah, like she always was front row banging on the folding chairs. That's hit awesome. that bitch, hit that bitch. Yes, that's amazing. <laughs> no, because it's it's box. Do you know Will Rosinski? Do you know the boxer Will Rosinski? It sounds familiar. He's a close, he was a close friend of mine, went to high school together. He became a professional boxer. And, and, and you know, like the determination and like the willpower that I would watch him, like I saw it straight up. I was like, man, like this guy, like he really will put himself in a trance that's like, yo, I will kill anyone. Like I'll beat Mike Tyson right now. Whether it happens or not is irrelevant because in the present moment, he's like, you cannot even affect me. I will feel no pain. So I'd imagine you get into that same trance, which most people can't even, like I could meditate. You could put me in a, you could, I could not get into that. I would be like, I'm going to die. I'm going to get nervous. My psoriasis would flare up and I'd be like, (laughs) I got to go home. I'm going to vomit. But you could you could ask my boyfriend on God before God like this fight. I want to look at him. Amanda, <laughs> Amanda is known as being a hard puncher. She's got yeah. like you know a ridiculous amount of knockouts, more knockouts than any female. She so sounds like my girlfriend. Yeah. For this camp, I only box with the boys, and there was a small window like of a month between him. Um, and two of my other teammates where these guys were hitting me like I was Wait a minute, a man. you boxed your boyfriend? I do box my boyfriend, yeah. Wow, what a relationship. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> but that's how you get a lot of tension out like that. Hell yeah, we call it couples therapy. It is couples, because sometimes, you know, you. I know she. I know my girl wants to hit me sometimes. <laughs> and, I, and I just know that she can't and she won't, but maybe we should, I should convince her. You guys her. should come to the gym. Seriously. We'll give you a couples lesson. I would love that. I would I would love that because I- I'll fe- make him take the glasses off. Yeah, because <laughs> she's, he's high right now. She's, because she's, <laughs> she's lefty, my girl too. He's so a lefty. There's lefty, the South Pole. And my daughter's a lefty. That's why I want her to learn, because I feel like lefty's such an advantage. Right? Bring her to me. I'll teach her some boxing and kicking. Uh, all right, Delilah, we're going to... when We go to Gleason's one day. She's going to come to Gleason's. She yeah. doesn't care. She was like, I'm so happy to have a... She was like, we're going to have such a great day. And now she's just laying on the couch playing Roblox but while I'm a, here. That's a great day for her. That is a good day. I know. Yeah, we went We went and got macaroons. We're on the ferry. I was going to say, if you get her like a smoothie or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had a good, we had a good time. a great day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's... It's amazing. I mean, literally my kids, and I'm sure same your kids, like if I take them to like a CVS and buy them a toy, they're like, this, I'm a, this is amazing. We used to ride on the ferry and that was my daughter's favorite thing. Yeah, that's Could what we, we have a mommy and Annie day and we all right let's go on the ferry go on the ferry yeah yeah no that, that's what we did today it was it was great so so i think you know like for you you know with with like coming like this fight coming up it, would you consider this now the biggest moment of your career yes. fight wise yeah i um i lost my title tour in 2019 and was ready to retire right and 
since coming back, I came back in like 2021 and my coach at the time, I switched teams, went to a new coach, my papa, um, Hector Roca, who's a famous boxing coach. Yeah. Like, and um, he went into the hospital in December. And uh, the day before he died, he had, I was in his hospital room and sitting on the bed and he grabbed my hand and he said, baby, everybody think because of your age, you passed your prime, but I promise you, I don't think you hit it yet. You're going to win that world title this year. Wow. And then right after that, he was scheduled for surgery the next day. And he called the person who's my coach now, Martin Gonzalez. And, and he said, listen, um, I need you to make sure she's okay. And he was like, Papa, you going in for surgery tomorrow? You're going to be fine. And he said, just promise me she's going to be okay. I need her to stay with you, stay with boxing in this team. And he died the next morning. And it was just like, I got to go for this world title. So I just... I made the calls. I put out the interview. Amanda called me and was like, you want the fight? I was like, hell yeah. Wow. So I put this shit into, into the universe. Myself. So you're t this fight you're fighting, you're fighting to honor him. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's... He wanted it. If that's, that's the thing, too, when you're fighting for something like that, like you tap into like a higher spiritual power, it's, uh, it's tough to yeah. lose. You yeah. know, because it's like, man, yeah. I hope Amanda doesn't hear this podcast because I would be scared. <laughs> I would be scared to fight you because that's I do not need if I'm fighting someone, I do not need her, you know, getting all charged up trying to honor a dead person because she'll fucking you'll do anything to win. Yeah, and I spent every day with him in 2021 and it was cleaning up my box and yeah. getting right, getting my head right. So when he died, it was a shock, but it was just like, this is the story. This is part of the story. This is for Papa. This right. is for him. Every day is for him now. So now if you win, you think you're that's it? When I win. When I sorry, I forgot. Yes, when you win. <laughs> we'll edit that part out. No, no ifs. No, no. It's 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 valid. Um, do I think that's it? Uh probably not. You know, because everybody always kind of came after me because they'd be like, Oh, you only fight for the money. Hell yeah, fight for the money. I've had sixty one stitches in my face. I'm not doing it for free. Yeah. And if I win this fight, more money is on the other side of it. Whether sure. I go back to MMA or I want to defend these titles or I want to jump up and wait and go after Katie Taylor. Like all those op opportunities yeah. will be there for me because why not? Why the hell not? Right. Do it as long, you know, and I feel like it's, it's good because like you can now, I feel like that's a good thing too about having like a child who's like older, you see, you know, your daughter's 19. You can go after what you want now. You did a great job. Your, your daughter's an adult now. I feel like sometimes like when we i have my younger kids there's like certain things i want to do sir i want to go on a world tour but i'm like i don't want to miss time in their yeah. life i don't want so i'm like delaying things but i feel like you you can just like this is about your life now because yeah. you gave I so mean, much to raise your daughter she's in college that shit right. is expensive i know so i put money away i'm not kidding uh, yeah. because because now it's like they're more ungrateful than ever. And it's right. like, bitch, are you for real right now? Yeah. How much money I'm spending so that you can go to university up there? You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I went to John Jay and I paid myself sitting right. on the train. Bring my, and my daughter's up there in the dorm room doing all this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. No, I, I know. I, I've been... I've been saving, but um, we might get nuked before she goes to college. I don't know. The rush is starting to move the nuclear weapons. Um, I so and then you know what's crazy? I didn't know this. Heather told me right before we started that Louis C.K. is is he's sponsoring the fight? Yeah, he sponsored me for this fight. He stepped <sighs> in and was like, because my whole career, like I'm I'm I never, you know, I was a single mom, but I paying bills, and they don't really pay women as much as they pay men, and. I always had to work like two, three jobs just sure. to put myself through camp. And he was just like, you know what? I'm going to sponsor this last week. Tell me how much to write you a check for. I don't want you to work. So for this last month, I haven't had to work. And it's like, damn, this is what all these other girls got to do? Yeah. Like sleep and rest and wow. recover and not go to school and do hair and make lunches and shit. So, yeah, like he stepped in and did all that. For me. Wait a second. So if, and if he didn't do that, you are fighting the biggest fight of your life on a, a championship out on a humongous pay-per-view event and you would have had to work still be working a day job yeah it, wow and i was in like right. may and june training for this july it was like okay i could stop you know like he he really like stepped in and was like what is it gonna take for you right and i was like i know nobody ever asked me that before nobody ever helped me like that before so right. i was just like i don't know what to say <laughs> yeah no that's that's amazing that that yeah. That he, yeah, Louis Grace, he's going to be at the fight in Dallas. Um, he's hoping to be there. So, yeah, he yeah, said yeah. he's hoping to be there. Yeah, because I know when he came on the pod, he said he was, uh, you know, he put out his great last special and then he was going to like take a little bit of time 
away from comedy, which I think is good. I think like to take time, even something like you said, you took about a year away from yeah. boxing, right? In 2020, you weren't, you weren't really doing it. And I feel like you come back, like you have that much more appreciation when you oh step back. Right? One of the funny things, me and him had the conversation is like, he talked about how he played the garden eight times. Right. And then he had that little time when he didn't play anything. Right, you know? right, right, right. And I kind of felt the same way. Like I had was the first female to ever box at the Barclay Center and they treated wow. me like I was a goddess there. Right. And I boxed at the garden in the big garden. I did two sports. MMA, I was with Bellator for the garden and I boxed in the garden. One of the first females, you know, to do both. And it was just like when I walked away from boxing, I was like, man, you know, like I really never looked around. And right. felt it. I never lived right. in the moment. I was always chasing what was next or what I could do. Right. So I hated that I never enjoyed it. So like now coming back, I can take every moment. Right. Like and appreciate it. Yeah, slow life. You could slow yeah. life down. Yeah, I yeah, know. That that's cool. What what do you think of like um like transgender athletes in sports? What what's your like do you, like what if I was like, hey, I'm putting I'm a I'm a trained fighter, I'm 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 gonna I'm going trans and I wanna fight you. Would you fight me? It depends how good you could fight, but also is it worth it for me? Everything in boxing is, is it worth it? Like if you don't got no titles and they ain't paying me, I don't care if you're a man or woman or a dog, I ain't fighting. You're not you. fighting me. No. So I can't just tuck it back right now and fight for money. I, you, I got, it's gotta be some real money coming yeah, on that win. I mean, okay. other than that, I don't care. Like I'm gonna fight Amanda, Amanda. You know what I'm saying? Like when people is like, oh, Heather won't fight me. But, Bitch, are you for real right now? Fight anybody. Right. Like, uh, yeah. like go fight my mother. Then come look at me <laughs> yeah. in the face and tell me I won't fight nobody. Get the fuck out of here. Got, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to beach baby <laughs> what would you want to do after boxing like when eventually it will all always have to end everybody's career even the greats of anything what 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 would you want to do um my dream has always been to open up my own gym okay um through this evolution of boxing boxing is probably the dirtiest sport the dirtiest business yeah um i definitely want to go on to educate fighters on what they're getting into a lot of fighters go in and you know, they think just being good at boxing is how you're going to get to the top. Oh, I'm good. I was good in the amateurs. I'm good here. Like, you got to put a whole package together. Otherwise, nobody's going to care about you. Right. Feel me? Yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's levels to everything. There's levels to boxing. And sadly, people go in thinking it's a sport when it's really a business. Yeah, of course. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's, that's our whole, um, you know, like even when you see professional athletes in really any sport, Sometimes it's not always like like there might be better players, even yeah. like even there might be better players that never made the NBA, but they weren't promoted the right way or they didn't go viral with the clip and the coaches never found out about them. So like you said, you know, it's show business. The yeah. people forget about they only think about the show. They forget about that right. business part of it. Yeah. Like it's all. But but if I feel like, you know, with uh, with 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 boxing, MMA, the thing that I love about it so much not that I'm comparing this to stand-up comedy. I know it's way different, but it is just the similar one similarity is it's just we're alone. There's nobody really to help yeah. us. There's no team. There's no, you know, band on stage. It's just like it is all focused on you and like what you do. So like I always think about like how do you like get in the zone and are there like what is your technique for like blocking everything out? Uh for my whole career I will get in the ring and look across at this girl and be like, she's standing between me and my next paycheck. And that's what it always been like. It's a single mom hustle. It's like people do this shit for different reasons. And I always did this to give my kid a better life. Right. Like, otherwise, I would have ran after something else. I saw boxing as an opportunity to do better for my kid so right. that I could get her out of Garrettson Beach. So I could put her in environments and rooms that I never got to be in and, and right. see things that I didn't get to see until I was in my late 20s or early 30s. Like, right. Imagine I could have been boxing from 14, 15. Right. What I would have been doing today. See, that's wild to me. Like you were already at, you know, let's take when you're 27, like you're already a grown up. You already think like whatever my life is, whatever decisions I made, like this is going to be the course of my life. And now you're sitting here only 10, 15 years later. Like you never thought the 25, 26 year old Heather was going to be fighting for world titles. Nobody like, did. My no, father used to tell me like, stop playing in the gym. You're a mother. You're a mother. Stop playing. I'd be like, yeah, Dad, just give it some time, you know? Yeah. And it wasn't until my first fight at the Barclays Center, I was like seven, oh, eight, no, whatever. And my father walked up to get a beer. I don't know if you picture the Barclays Center, but 
is like, you know, everything around in a circle. So you see like the wall of TVs and my father went up to get a beer and on all the TVs was my face yeah. talking and he's like stopping people crying. This old yeah. Irish guy, you know, crying like, that's my daughter, that's my kid, that's my fucking kid. kid and it was yeah. like the first time it sank in like, yeah. holy shit, my yeah. kid is doing this. Yeah, that's all. And now do you find, do you feel too, because this is, this happens, you know, in, in my world too, where like, you're well known. You're fighting in a, in in you know arenas. You're known in your sport, but the money sometimes doesn't match the fame. But you have people coming out of the woodwork asking you for money, asking you for things, and right that you you deal with that. Yeah, of course you do because people think you're famous. They'd be like, I googled you, like bitch, give me a break. I'm working I know. two jobs. Yeah, I'm hungry. I got a kid. Leave me alone. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like like I I've been through all that shit yeah because the fame never matched it oh you have so-and-so instagram followers you have this you have that like so i'm still working if I, will you come <laughs> yeah. talk to me when i'm laying on the beach yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know not garrison beach not either garrison no because then no. i'd be dead <laughs> we if, don't lay on if that if you beach. see a body on garrison beach they're not sunbathing they're 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 dead uh, yeah so <laughs> at the point <laughs> so what do you do so like you get to because i always wonder about this like what is like like the night before the fight can you sleep are you up all night like what is your schedule it's funny like for most fights it's not the fight it's the weigh-in the right. weigh-in is the day before the fight and for me it's always like make the weight make the weight make the weight like because yeah. i'm a fat girl i love to eat i love me to too. drink i love to not exercise I'm a fighter, not an athlete. So right. when I'm in camp, everything is about making weight. So the night before my fight, I weigh in, I make my weight. All I want to do is eat the fights, the easy part. Now I could eat food and hydrate and drink and chill. Right. And it's like, okay, it don't really sink in that I'm going to fight till I'm backstage, get my hands wrapped. And then it's like, whoa, shit. These people are here to see me. <laughs> yeah. I got to do the show. Like, damn it. She wants to kill me. Yeah, this yeah, girl yeah. wants to knock me unconscious. Yeah. I used to go into my MMA fights. Like she wants me to stop breathing. This girl, right. they're going to lock me in a cage with somebody who wants to kill me. Yes. Yeah. No, that, that I never thought about that. Yeah, That's They really like, do that. They go, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> it's so, so that, so that, cause you know, for people that, that, that don't know the sport. So like that day, bef like before the weigh-in, like you're not eating anything. You're not even really hydrating, right? Because no. that gains weight. It's about water gains more weight than food. And it's about 30 hours of a dry out. So like the oh morning will God. start. I might do a half a cup of coffee just so I don't have a headache and kill somebody. But I will put on a plastic suit. You rub the albaline, you put the plastics on. It's usually a two hour workout in the plastics, a run, treadmill, hit the bag, do all the shit. And then yeah. after that, you go to the steam room, get everything out. And when you're like this, you come home, put your feet up. And then it's like 12, 14 hours where you might bite a couple ice cubes, but just float down to your weight. And how much you got to lose depends on how close you are to the weight. Like right. 126 for me is like almost like I'm like, let's cut my hair and see where I'm at. <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah. that's little kid weight. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. When I was fighting at 135, I was okay. Like I could eat breakfast a little bit and do, you know, so it depends on where you are. But where you are. Yeah. And then when you're done with the weigh-in, do you, well, you can, but you can't even like gouge, you know, eat all crazy food because you got to fight. So you got to still have energy. Yes and no. I mean, like I, I haven't had sugar, salt, carbs, anything like that. I mean, the closest I come is a and rice cake first thing in That's the morning it. and then it's like oh you're gonna eat that you yeah know? um we were gonna offer you macaroons but i <laughs> no, guess not thank you all right delilah you can eat them all 38 i'll eat them oh okay <laughs> she already ate girl. them all there it is yeah good for you <laughs> but no like you eat pasta you eat bread you eat all that the night before the morning of pancakes and eggs and stuff yeah, yeah, and yeah. it just it bulks you up i'll weigh in at 126 and i'll walk into the fight 24 hours later like 135 right that's it you should go after the fight. You should go visit where JFK got shot. Just, just for it's good. You could see it. Go see the book depository. The Dallas is a nice city. <laughs> okay. Dallas is a nice. It's a decent city. But people like are talking about Houston a lot. I heard somebody the other day compare Houston to New York City. They were like, "Oh, Houston is just as good as New York City." And I was like, "No, it's not. You stupid asshole." They don't even have a song of, about it. Yeah, I'm getting sick and tired of like <laughs> everything being allowed to be okay. Where it's like, you can't just say Houston is as good of a city as New York City, and Heather Hardy doesn't come out of the woodwork and punch you in the face for that. That's <laughs> right. what I wish. I want to walk around with you for a day and just these people that get away with saying whatever they want, just press a button and have you like come this. out and fucking uppercut somebody. 
Oh my I'm God. with it. It's, my my yeah. was running the other day. My friend's daughter called and said, I just saw Heather running, but she was yelling at people. <laughs> <laughs> were you yelling at yourself or were you yelling at actual people? People in Dumbo. It's like, get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I know. If the people. That's the thing with certain people. Like Dumbo, if you if the, peeps, the people who aren't from New York or don't know, like it, it used to be, it used to be like a really, like it was like factories and stuff Industrial. over there, right? Working class. And then it got... To like all like the hipsters and very expensive and it kind of changed it kind of changed the kind of social fabric of what that neighborhood was but once in a while you get a real deal person like you who's actually for real from brooklyn and you're if you're in the way with your fucking <laughs> unicycle and your you know your <laughs> shoes that you could put each individual toe into with your vegan whole foods bullshit <laughs> yeah. heather's gonna punch you in the back of the head because she needs to make weight and she's only had one ice cube in the last seven days right. so get and out of my way. way yeah get out of my way hubert <laughs> with your fucking little chihuahua piece of shit i don't even know who that person is what do we I'm got i'm sure you, there's one. Oh, who what, what what's this Daniela Helmsley banned from boxing final after viral breast flashing moment. Oh, she pulled her boobs out. Now they banned her. What do you think of that? Uh, it's none of my business. Who I don't cares, care. right? That's the thing. I, I don't care. Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, it's none of my business either. But my thing is like, you know, if you want to pull a titty out, pull a titty out. Oh, yes. I forgot. Every guest, I know you can't eat this probably, but well, maybe you can for your training. I'd like to give you Dietz and Watson mustard. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. And then, and then here. And then, I didn't know on. what was coming out of here that cabinet. Go. And then also, I'd like to give you Dietz and Watson meat bites. <laughs> they expired a month ago. Protein. There it is. Yeah, that's the thing. If you can handle an expired meat bite, you can beat the shit out of Amanda <laughs> yeah, Serrano. Yeah, it's going to put something in. Yeah, Dietz and, fueled by Dietz and Watson. Um, what we do on the show is we have people call into the show and leave voicemails for like some type of advice, something, some problem they got going in their life. Me and, you know, me and my community college background and the guest. We, my community college background too. Look at that. Community right. college chaos. Um, so if you call 347-343-3321, 347-343-3321, um, that's how you get involved in the show. And we pick most of the voicemails we pick are at our own. We select them from patreon.com slash Comedy. We got a bunch of uh, episodes there. If you think this is wild, patreon.com says Christy Comedy. I do that show live from my house and shit gets nuts, okay? The other day, my girlfriend threw a frying pan that was still hot in the oven at me during the show. Um, so here we go. Let's listen to this voicemail. Christy, this is a uh, longtime listener of yours. Just a question. I've been on the dating apps from 28 in Westchester County, that's where I live. Just, just my question is: This guy's gonna speed it up. Um, what are your thoughts on these dating apps like Bumble and Tinder and Hinge for a young man like myself? And um, would you ever use them if you had to use them? Love the show. Put some pants on. Or okay. Don't. Thank you for your question. I just want to say to say what we all know is I know you've said. You know, what are the dating apps like Bumble and Tinder? But we know you're talking about Grindr, and that's fine. That's, you can just say it. We're, very, we're open here. It doesn't fucking matter, okay? It's clear it's Grindr. Um, first of all, you're going to have trouble. I wouldn't talk on the date because you sound like the Gilgo Beach serial killer. So you need to just fucking either talk faster or don't talk because you're going to lull. I mean, Heather almost fell asleep over here. Granted, she hasn't had a bite of food in a week, but she almost fell asleep. So I think the dating apps are fine. I think they're fine. But I personally think being old school is better. Go out and meet a girl, you know, in public. I think it's, it's, it's just let things happen the natural way, okay? Or you're 28, start a fucking boxing career like Heather did. <laughs> what do you think? What do you I think about the apps? Uh, I never use the apps. No, you met your boyfriend in the gym, in the in regular the old school way. The regular old school way. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I think that, I think, I know that it makes meeting people easier, but sometimes technology getting involved with like love is not right. I know it's there's, gross. Right? I could never trust somebody that just messaged me because really what they're saying is like, hey, I like your face. Let's hang out. Yes. No. Yeah, you don't know anything about no. me. You've made a. You've already started this off by just being based off my physical characteristics. That's not what I want. 
Right, because yeah, what if happens? I show up on a date and I I don't have any legs. I'm just a torso. <laughs> right. Are you gonna want to have sex in my torso? <laughs> now you don't like me. Exactly. <laughs> so I think you know, the thoughts on the dating apps are, are that. But I would again for this specific person, I think you can do it, but just don't talk or talk faster. <laughs> um, we got another one, or do we just have one? Okay. Sometimes we just get one. Um, but but he uh, and then I don't know what it says. Love the show. Put some pants on or don't. Um, well, I am wearing pants. There's a the grinder part you were talking about. I think yes. that was what rang the bell. Um, wait. So what are you doing? What are you going to do for the rest of the day today? You trained already this morning. You did a podcast with me. What's the next move? I got one more training session. Oh my god, Dios mío! I know. <laughs> so you got another training session? How many hours? Um, I'll probably do a four mile run. That might be anywhere from a half hour to an hour in the gym after that. So what's the route on the run from Dumbo? You like to run by the water? Yeah, there's so many routes close to Dumbo. You do the piers, the bridges, Fort Green Park. Like right. it, it really is a nice spot. If you go early enough, you miss all the tourists and stuff. Right. Or late enough, you miss all the tourists. So I know. And it kind of is like I like right now I'm living on Staten Island and I'm and I like it. I like our house, but I'm having like this conflict because for me, because I think even though boxing is physical, there's also a creative spirit there. Like you have to be creative and on your feet in the gym and kind of keep yourself motivated. And I'm finding that like not being able to like walk to water is mm -hmm. like, or like jog by water. It's like messing with my flow, right? Like, could you live on Staten Island? <laughs> you couldn't, right? No. No way, right? No, there's like planet traveling on I, Staten Island. I First know. of all, I don't drive, so it's impossible for me to live on Staten right. Island and not drive. But. Right. I know my mom, when I moved to Staten Island, she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> because know. she said, because we live in, you know, I was raised in Ridgewood, Queens, like Queens, Brooklyn. So my mom still lives there. And she was like, you going to Staten, like you living on Staten Island, you're, you might as well be in California. Really? It's like, Because she doesn't drive either. She's like, what am I going to do? Take a $200 round trip Uber or you want your own mother to get on fucking three um, trains, a bus and a ferry. She's like, yeah. I'm not one of your hoes. So either <laughs> one you of your little friends. Yeah, either you come, <laughs> either you come and get me or I'm not coming to see you. So I have to. So I've, I've found myself feeling like even though, you know, I got it. it but see, it's, it's tough. I'm in a place I've talked about this on a couple of podcasts where I'm stuck because me and, you know, my girl, my, my children's mom, we don't, we want to move, but we're like, but the kids have friends there, yeah. they're in school there, but I'm like, you know, she's eight, like she'll find a new friend, you know, in, in the new neighborhood, but, but we get so stuck. Yeah, but you got to just get over it. I did that with my daughter. Where you did? I pulled out of school when she was about six or seven, like second grade. And she was mad, so, right? Not only was she mad, but like my ex-husband and everybody in the neighborhood and my aunts and my sister was just like, what are you doing? How are you going to take her out of the neighborhood, out of the family and move her because you want her in Dumbo? But it's like when you know something's going to be better for them, they yeah. adjust. She was just fine. She got over it. She adjust, She All her new friends yeah. that she still has to this day are probably from Dumbo. But from Dumbo. Yeah, she met them. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's not like she's 15. I'm telling my girl, I'm like, it's not like she's 15 and we're taking away from her boyfriend. Like, she doesn't have any she of that. Knows, no. She just, she has Roblox. She can take her fucking video games wherever <laughs> yes. she goes. She'll adjust, I promise. <laughs> yeah. Vito, you got, you good? Vito or V, got any questions? Want to know anything? You guys talked about like the psychology part of fighting. Do you have to separate, like most people when they get amped up for a fight, they have to convince themselves that they like hate the person. Like you only like snap in like the real world and fight somebody when they make you mad. How do you, how do you separate that in a ring or does it help you when you convince yourself that you like don't like the person you're fighting? Um, I never have no feelings towards nobody if I just like you said before I spar with my boyfriend I spar with my best friend some of my best friends are also female world champions and we go in the ring and you'd think we hate each other the way we fight but boxing is my job mm. so I don't gotta hate you to punch you in the face I do know that when the bell rings and we touch gloves it's either me or you so right. I don't gotta hate you to know that I'd rather it be you yeah so you can, so you can with, you know, Serrano fight coming, like your friend, your friends with her. Yeah. We've you, been texting. We set up the fight. Right. Not the promoters. Yeah. We set up the fight. I was in LA doing a job and I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I called somebody, write an article. She texts me. I text her back. We was going back and forth. We set up this whole fight, the two of us. Yeah. So, so after the fight, no matter what happens, you girls will we'll probably- We'll dap it up and then it up it. And then yeah. go out. You might go out to fucking lunch the next day. Who knows? Nah, I don't 
No, 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 about that. We'll see. Because she, she won't be able to, because she's going to be drinking too strong. Uh, that's right. I that's said right. we dap it up. Yes. <laughs> and Vito, by the way, that was a good question. So I want, what I want you to do is use artificial intelligence and make it like I said it. Okay? Because I don't want to give you any credit. This is my show. It's Chrissy Chaos. Did you have another one? Well, now he's full. See, you give one, one, you give him an inch. Here we go. No, I'm curious about um, being a female boxer. And like you were just saying before about like trying to um, find a way to guide new trainers in the future. Like, how do you see like training right now? Like, do you think that you want to um, be promoting always and like not have to like kind of lean on them? How do you see the future, at least for female boxers now? Uh, the the future for female boxers is a lot brighter now than it was when I started professional boxing. 2012 was the first year that they allowed women to box in the Olympics. And boxing is one of the first sports ever to be in the Olympics. So when you think of how long it took for women to be accepted, 1997, first year that women were allowed to box in boxing gyms. Bruce Silverglade, who owns Gleason's, talks about how he used to close the gym down and the girls would sneak in at night. He'd let the girls in at wow. night so that they could go in the ring and spar. And this was in 1997. So it, we've come such a long way just between 2012 when I turned pro and today. Now you have promoters signing girls, girls who are fighting internationally, girls who are getting recognized, making yeah. money. I mean, I won my world title. Um, I was in the Madison Square Garden, the co-main event. I sold forty thousand dollars in tickets, and I only made twenty thousand dollars that night. And I was only—I was on HBO. I fought on HBO. I was only the second female to fight on HBO. HBO told me, "We'll push you on, but we're not giving you any money." And yeah. I had to take it because it was like at the yeah. time, girls weren't being advertised. So the the future is so much brighter for women as far as where opportunity goes. Um, what I see is is not even just women; men are being exploited. Money is being taken from our pockets because it goes from the promoter to that promoter to that manager to that, you know, consultant. And then by the time it gets to you, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars is shaved off the purse. And so, I know better than that. But can you? Is there a point like it's happening in comedy now where it's very similar kind of? That's why I think the the actors are striking. It's the same thing. Like the people at the top are getting all the money, and the people who are doing the work are not getting what they should. Is there some kind of way to just go direct to the consumer and cut those people out and box? Like in comedy now, it used to be like, you ain't getting anything unless you're on like a, a, a sitcom. It's not going to happen. But now we have podcasting where it's like, I'm direct to my fans. I The venue, I mean, yeah, I have an agent that will rent out the venue, but hypothetically, I could call a venue. We, we The three of us here could call a venue. I could say, yo, what is your rental fee? Rent it out, and then I keep all the money. No promoters involved. I'm promoting myself on my own platform with my own fans, which is what kind of like that's where like my career began. Do you think, is there a way for boxing to do that or are like boxers talking about or MMA fighters, fighters talking about that? Well, Jake Paul did talk about... Um unionizing MMA and, yeah. and the UFC, like having some representative to speak for them. And then you look at like Floyd Mayweather, who became the man that he is because he started his own promotional company right. and said, nobody else is taking my money. I'm doing this myself. But the difference between comedy and fighting is we have sanctioning bodies for the belts where money is, you know, going between the WBC, the IBO, you know, the they, they right. are in charge of money. And then you have the athletic commissions who have to, you have to pass inspections and they have to become part They've of the created show. created a racket. Right. And it's like, yeah. if they don't like you, then they won't pass all your licensing. Right. So it's a very, very challenging to bypass all those right. things, especially if you don't have the capital to start it up. Because, because you can't, if you and Amanda Serrano or any fighter want to just stage a fight at a place you charge people tickets and you're just keeping all the money, that's actually illegal, right? Because yeah. you're just fighting yeah. each... No. See, with comedy, we can just do you it. We can do that. We, we can do it anywhere, right? sanctioning bodies to govern it. Yeah, that's If the bullshit. titles are up, then the title sanctioning bodies have to step in. Like, there are so many, there are so many ways that they just cement down. And, <laughs> yeah. like, I never uh, um, had a boxing manager. I had an MMA manager because yeah. that's a whole different world. But I always... So, so for me and Amanda to talk and negotiate price and negotiate money and negotiate everything and then let it go back to the yeah. promoters and see how the, yeah. the dollar amount dropped from where we started to, well, I get this cut and I get this cut, so you only get this cut. Yeah. I hear it because I'm my own manager, 
But if I wasn't my own manager and someone else was talking yeah. for me, they also would have pocketed and I would have wound up with Yeah, less. you realize there's like a lot and it's just like... It's a chain. It's capital. It's just being a capitalistic society. But you realize, like I've realized like having a career in entertainment when I, you know, now, you know, again, everything's direct to consumer. And now like my life all changed. My family's life changed. Like now we have it going the way we want it. But when I was trying to go the, you know, historic route, you know, TV shows, movies, there's just so many snakes. Yep. And it seems like boxing or MMA, the whole fighting community, it's like they've actually made it illegal for you to do your job. What You can't do your job no. without them, no. which is, in, it's like an insane thing. Here's my, what about you and, you ready for this? You and Amanda fight where there are no rules, North Korea. <laughs> what do you think? It could be done. It could be done. <laughs> you, could, you could be the announcer. I'll do it. The promoter. I'll have do, the poses, everything. Yeah, if I, if I make one joke against Kim Jong-un, they fucking decapitate me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it, it is, it, it does, it does suck because I don't think the common, the everyday fan is thinking about what you as the athletes think about like, there's like, again, like, you know, these numbers that agents and managers and promoters start, I'm taking this percentage. It's literal mafia racket. There's yes. that is not based yes. in any type of f accounting figure. That's just saying I'm taking that because that's what the because that's because what it is. that's what I want. And because yeah. I know that she's only made this amount of money before. And this is more money than she's ever made, right. regardless of how much I'm taking. And at the end of the day, I'm not going up telling jokes. I've had 61 stitches. Exactly. In my face. And I, that's well, I got pushed on stage once. I just want to say. <laughs> But Somebody I mean, me. you know, like I've had sixty-one <laughs> stitches in my face. My my, I've had I've had friends who've died in the ring. Like yes. like to say, like when you go out there, it's not just fun. Like I'm putting my life on the line for right. someone else's entertainment. My face on the line, my body on the line right. for someone else's entertainment. And it's not just those, you know, twenty minutes that I'm spending inside the ring with this girl. Yeah. I've been getting beat beaten up by men. Right. For three months. Yes. You know, so all that money is three months of time in the gym, miles, diets, like head trauma, concussions. Yeah. Like all of that is what leads to those 20 minutes in the ring. Yeah. That people say that I'm not, you know. Yeah. And then somebody's going to take a percentage of that money that you earn just because that's the way it is. Yeah, because he got a piece of paper yeah. that says I answer the phone for you. Yeah. You know? It's fucked up. Yeah. It's the same with me. I'm the one who wants to get on the flight and fly to do these shows in Honolulu. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think yeah, that uh, um being uh i mean you are an athlete and like and you said that you got into this sport because of you know growing up and you were tough do you i mean do you encourage women to get into boxing a little bit more and how would you encourage should venetia get into boxing yeah, there yeah, i she, mean the sport <laughs> is dirty the, my one piece of advice is if you want to get into boxing to be a fighter, be smart and learn how the money is made because that's the only way you're going to get anywhere. Uh, it's not for mm. fun. You don't get hit in the head for fun. You don't get knocked out for fun. If you love it and you love fighting, be smart. It's not just a sport. It's a business. Yep. I love it. Delilah, yeah. hunt, c go to that microphone. I wanted you to think of two questions. Come on. Put the phone down. Put the game down. You had an hour to think about them. Just speak it to that microphone. What are the two questions for Heather? I told you I wanted you to think of two questions. I told you since Staten Island to be thinking of these questions. It's two hours later, honey. What, what did you ask her? Ask her. <laughs> what did I? Speak it to that microphone. We can't hear you. Speak it to the microphone. What, what do you want to know? Venetio will bring you the microphone. Here we go. Right there. This one. This one. What, what do you want to know? Okay. We got it. Here's my daughter who's the southpaw. How do you prepare for a fight? I train real hard. I spend a lot of hours at the gym and I eat healthy food. And she brushes her teeth. I brush my before teeth. Before bed every night. And I listen to my dad. And you listen to your mom and dad. <laughs> and you do and she does all her homework. Okay. What's one more? Come on. Just think of one on your own. It could be anything. It doesn't it even have to be about boxing. Any yes. Any question you've ever wanted to ask it's her. Are you a lefty or a righty? I'm a righty. Whoa. But the girl I'm fighting is a lefty. So yes. I've and been she's not, training not, with she's a not lot talking of about lefties. the way she votes. She's talking about her strategy. And, and, <laughs> all right. Thank Aww. you, Delilah. That was a good question. Yeah, see, she's good. See, my daughter wouldn't have even stood up. Yeah. No, she's good. She has macaroon brain. As a South Brooklyn girl, I got a question for you. These are two different, very different types of restaurants, but I feel like I usually put people in this way when they go down there. 
I know what you're going to ask. Go ahead. Are you Allen Beast Pomoni Gardens? You rolling roaster. I will never be Spumoni Gardens. Not one second of my life. Yeah. That pizza is trash. <laughs> trash. Oh, yeah. Wow. You're trash. You hate it. I hate it. Oh, my and God. I thought you was going to say Brennan and Carl rolling roaster. In which case, rolling roaster always. You go. See, I. I Brennan and Carr, I love Rolling Roasters, but Brennan and Carr, you know what Brennan and Carr has? The best fountain soda you've ever had. I'll give fountain, you that. I'll I give you that. I don't but know I what they put in their soda. Crack. Crack. It's no, literally. Garrison Beach. Garrison Beach crack. <laughs> wow, so you do not like L&B Spumoni Gardens. No, that pizza is trash. It's hype. I, ugh, I like the Spumoni, but not the you L&B. would never see me going to L&B so for you, no pizza. Uh, she's, you're going to imagine Amanda Serrano's face being an L&B slice. <laughs> Next week. I'm going to picture her being like, I love L&B. Yeah. I love, die for L&B. Wait like, a minute. What? So what do you think is the best pizza in Brooklyn then? This is a hard one for me because I'm from Garrison Beach. You got to go with what you know. Victoria's got the best pizza in Garrison Beach. The yeah. best square I know Garrett's. where it is. Yeah. yeah. What Victoria's. about Lucali's? You ever have Lucali's? No. Pizza, Lucali's. I just had Lucali's. Um, I've had it before, but I've had it recently a month ago. Lucali's is banging. And I like, uh, honestly... Ray's, not Ray's, Vito's on 10th Avenue and um, like 7, 37th Street. Okay. They I don't got, know that one. They got good pizza. It's by one of the gyms I used to train with. What about wow. Defara? Defara? I never went there. No? I never went there. You know what's interesting about New Yorkers? Is we don't go to the famous spots. Yes. That's what I was going to say. There's a lot of times where like, we're all from New York in here, but there's a lot of times where like so many people have moved to New York where they'll be like, where do I have to go get a, they'll be like, where do I have to go get a hoagie? I'm like, first of all, I've never said hoagie in my fucking life. So I don't even know what that is. And they're like, where, do, where's the best, where's the best plain slice? I'm like, you mean a regular, you yeah. fucking dumb fuck. Uh, you just, if, if you start talking like that, I don't want to help you. But the answer is, is I'll always just tell them my neighborhood. Like, uh, because again, it's I don't, you know. I don't know like these, I'm not going, I got Joe and John's Pizzeria in Ridgewood that was on my corner. I love it because I, it, every time I eat it, it's like, it reminds you me of home. You walk past, it smells like pizza. Yeah, I you love go it. in, you get a piece yeah. of pizza and that's it. Yeah, the, the best, the best Philly cheesesteak to me is the fucking corner deli that I grew up on. It was called Fetcher's. And but were, honestly, all these tourists comes and want to know about pizza and we was just talking the other day like, what about the Chinese food? Like, yes, that's the best Chinese food. You get out the big styrofoam and the rice yeah. is falling all over the place. And that doesn't even matter. You know, my favorite, my the Chinese place in my neighborhood is called Walk and Roll. <laughs> <laughs> and it was awesome. I love Walk and Roll. Were you Nah, because I really wasn't in the neighborhood to be yeah. um, eating none of them bad fries. I haven't been there in ages, but yo, you know, when you I beat Amanda, up. you should go to Rolling Rose to celebrate. Yeah. That's what we'll do. First it. of all, when I beat Amanda, I'm going on a food tour around Brooklyn because I haven't eaten in two months. <laughs> <laughs> I just want all the food. I want margaritas. I want to sit outside with Naperol Spritz and have someone bring me some pizza. Yeah. Like I just. I, I want food. you to come back on this podcast two months from now and be 50 pounds heavier. I'm, I'm going to be walking in here. You're going to be like, oh, yeah. did you eat, Heather Hardy? Yeah. I'm going to be like, nothing's changed. <laughs> you look great. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, we'll let you go. I know you got a long day. I really appreciate you. In the, Do you understand, in the middle of training camp, a week before the fight, she came and sat down on the podcast. That's a real champion. I really appreciate I'm it. I'm a big fan, so thanks for having me. Thank you so much. I'm sorry I'm not Louis C.K. <laughs>